0: You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures.
1: Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on
2: with the show.
0: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael, and uh, fortunately this week, Yay! and Mike are still in Texas. But joining me this uh, week for our Best in the West trip, I have...
3: Your favorite, Spence.
0: (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, Spence. And joining us as well is...
1: Barry. How you doing?
0: We're doing good. So Spencer and Barry are uh, my turban buddies, and uh, we're all headed out to the Best in the West jet rally. Going to be in Buttonwillow, uh, California, I think. Just finished loading the trailer. We're all uh, ready to go. Thanks, Spence. you got a couple airplanes back there. What are you bringing?
3: I do. I'm going to bring the F-16 we've talked about working on. Well, actually, both F-16s that we talked about on previous podcasts, the little foamies, you and I both, Mike, are bringing our little EDFs. That's correct. Hopefully, yep. there'll be some time out there to buzz those around without getting uh, ran over. And then I'm also <laughs> bringing the uh, bigger turbine one and Excellent. the Ultra Flash.
0: Ultra Flash. That's a real fast one. It is. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And then, Barry, you've uh, got two interesting airplanes. You also have an Ultra Flash.
1: Yes, I do. Ultra Flash. Twinsies. Uh, twinsies. Just uh, <laughs> different color schemes. Same Correct. motors. Similar setups. So forth in certain ways.
3: And it's actually your fault I bought mine. Well, sure. Well, that's usually yeah, the way is. it works, it, though.
1: That's, yeah, actually, it was. And stuff. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to get one. He stuff, buys one and one. then
3: says, well, now you have to have one. I can't you fly alone. One. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Why do
0: I have a feeling that's going to come back and bite me in oh, the butt?
1: Oh, it's gonna it's gonna happen. You know it is. We're you know Spencer and I are bad influences on you. Yes, you, know. you are. I'm yeah. sure. I'm not looking Jay forward to it, this right? week. <laughs>
0: yeah, I already had this issue once before. So, oh yeah. yeah.
1: And also, I'm bringing my uh, yellow aircraft F-15, which only have a few flights on it. So uh, we'll uh, see how it goes, and I'm pretty sure it goes pretty good.
3: That's been flying good so far. Yeah, so far. Had a few issues on the first uh, few. <laughs>
1: that's right. Yeah, uh, you know, landing gear issue and some brake issues and so forth. So
3: That's part about buying a, buying a pre-owned airplane. Yeah, willing, so
1: I've had three flights on it so far. It flies real well, but, you know, when I come in for a landing, uh, first time was a brake issue. And uh, the second, t- actually the third time was uh, a landing gear issue it, coming off. Going off the runway and then hitting a little bump and actually uh, broke the landing gear. So it must have been had a burr or a crack or something prior to after I fixed it. I got it all done. And also, I'm bringing a brand new hobby. Uh, what was it? Uh, the Free Wing Motion RC L39.
0: Oh, that's right. You yeah, just got that so, in the mail uh, today, actually, right? Yeah, actually,
1: yeah. I started working on it a little bit tonight. Uh, by the time we got done finishing up the loading up all our things, I took it home, tried to get a few you know about an hour or so of uh, work done onto it, getting things together and. And you said I, you pretty much got it ready, right? Well, a couple I, more I, linkages and the gyros. The gyros pretty much programmed for the most part. My radio is for the most part. Uh, there's some linkages I got to put on there. Uh, some centering of the servos. Uh, a few more screws. So, basically, I just let it uh, glue up a little bit. So, uh, well,
3: so how long would you say, from the time that you pull it out of the box, how much time would you say it takes to put one together, two hours? Well, with the gyro, this this uh, Aura 8 gyro, probably about,
1: a yeah, two hours. Total. Yeah. Well, that's not the, bad. The, the, the main part is trying to program the radio in the gyro because you have to do it all in a computer, right. in a PC computer. So, you got to set up your gains and your... Your flight controls and and uh, movements for the different uh, flight modes and so forth. So,
0: but putting but putting airplane together is actually well, probably a thirty a minute, an hour. thirty minute process. Yeah, half right?
1: an hour is mechanically things on it, it is half an hour. Just a right, few right. like three items you need to glue about probably about eighteen or so screws to put in it. And
3: the rest of it is just programming the radio and the gyro. Right. Well, right. As we so, were uh, loading the trailer, I got a couple glimpses at it, and I have to say, uh, it looks good. Yeah, it's very it does. I I hope if good. If it flies yeah. as good as it looks, then we're going to be in, you're going to be styling. Yeah, from the, uh, the
1: reviews and stuff that the people that have been testing on uh, Motion RC, uh, they've been uh, really raving about it. So I'm really looking forward to test flying it. I'm going to be test flying it probably in the next day or two. When we get out to the best in the West, as soon as I can uh, get out there. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, if it flies anything like my F15 and uh, my A10, I mean both those are free wing products, so uh, I know that you know those products fly really, really well, and uh, this is their latest and greatest, so I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, you know it'll it'll fly great. Yep. Uh, now I, I have. I have faith it'll probably be a good good flyer. <laughs> Crossing my fingers.
1: Real yeah. quick,
3: Barry, I, I I haven't had a chance to take a look at the box or look at it much. So how big is it? What is uh, What size EDF is it? And what battery does it use?
1: So it's an 80 millimeter uh, fan unit. I think it has like a, I think it's a 1680 or like a 1700 kV motor in there. It takes a uh, 6,000... Uh, actually, a six S five thousand milliamp pack.
3: Oh, that's convenient. I got yeah. a few of those. So yeah, if it you flies can, if we good, all I got a few of those. So
1: hopefully it goes good, and I'll convince the two of you and let you guys fly it, and maybe we'll have <laughs> three of them going. Yeah, yeah how I'm much sure. was it? Uh, so it's three hundred fifty bucks. It's the uh, the what is it? The Arf Plus or plug and play? Actually, oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, the plug and play, and play. way. Yeah. Right. So it, yeah. all you gotta do is just add your receiver, put your battery in there, put it together, and it's ready to go. Nice. So, yeah, the RF
0: Plus, I think, is the one where you add your own uh, motor and and fan. Right, sounds
1: and that's what right. you did on your F-15. That is correct, yeah. Okay. So I
0: bought the F-15 because I already had the uh, the 90-millimeter uh, motor. Uh, but this one, I think, uh, your L39 is the plug-and-play. So
1: So I think it's right around, what, what is it, 40, 40 inches wingspan or yeah, something of the right. sort? Yeah. About 50 inches long, something like that. The typical 80 millimeter right. uh, fan. So so they kind of compare it to the Avante. Right. So just they in said it's an
0: Avante in a scale scale scan. look. <laughs> yeah, with a scale scale. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. It looks good. I think it uses the same power system, ESC, uh, all that stuff. And then uh, they just put it in the L39 body. Yeah. So they've had they've had really good success with the Avante. It's really super fast and
3: now the Avante isn't that the yellow one that you see all correct. the time? Yes. With yes. It's got correct. The, it's got the wing fences on it. That is correct. Right. Okay. So and I'm they actually the red just
0: released one red version. The red version. So oh, they just came out with okay. a red version. And
3: for I was wanting that.
0: Correct.
1: But the they are pre-ordering it, and. I didn't get in on that pre-order. Right. so And the L-39 had, had already pre-ordered. They were pre-ordering still right now. Right. right. Uh, actually, uh, as of about a week ago, they were still pre-ordering, but they still had availability. So I went ahead and just clicked and then clicked my PayPal. And, <laughs> just you know, click, click, just click, and I have an right. airplane coming. And it, and clicky, clicky, know? click. And then so I got it tonight.
0: And that's fantastic. So, cool. So, that's cool. Yeah. It's pretty excited. so. And then you have plans for it too, though. You're not going to keep it in the regular color. You're going to no paint it.
1: I'm going to paint it. So okay. Mike and I are going to go ahead and get the testers paint out and uh, <laughs> spray right. it up a little bit. We're doing in a Russian camo look, so it's like a a darker green and a lighter green, and then a Some Russian a yellow uh, tip tips. tanks yes. and and on on all the surfaces, you know, all the tips.
0: A couple of Russian stars. you're Yeah, good Russian
1: to go. stars and uh, a number on the side and. It's kind of a grayish blue on the bottom, so it's going to look really good. Yeah, uh, it should be. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, Spencer. T- I mean, uh, Barry told me he didn't. He had never painted foam before, so no. he called me up wanted to kind of go through that. I'm
1: like, uh, what do we use? So I guess the tester thing is the deal.
0: I think we did a podcast not too long ago on uh, on painting foam, and you basically use the tester's acrylic. It's kind of a water based paint. But it, it, it's not difficult. Um, you know, I, I've done it before, painted a couple of foam airplanes. So we'll get Barry all hooked up on his new uh, Russian color scheme, I
1: Make think. Make it look that. good. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Well, it's a early morning start for us tomorrow. We uh, are headed out like at the crack of dawn, right? 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Or a. M. Yeah, departure. 5 a.m. Departure. Looking forward to it. I know. And an eight hour drive on top of that. So. Um, uh, I'm pretty excited. This is my first jet rally, and I really appreciate you guys inviting me out. So it'll be good to see uh, turbines, you know. And uh, this is totally new for me, so it- it'll be worth it. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. So thanks for inviting me.
3: Yeah, no problem.
0: Well, uh, let's uh, get some sleep here, and uh, we'll uh, we'll check in with you when we uh, pull into the best of the west. How's that?
3: Sounds good, boys.
0: All right. <laughs> Well, Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael. We're uh, on location in California. I'm here with my good friend, Spencer, from Phoenix. How's it going, guys? It's going great. We are at the Best in the West uh, jet rally. We are. Which is amazing. We're here. Um, we made it. Yes, we did. We uh, jumped 499 in the 499 miles later. <laughs> and a couple of gas stops. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Restroom
0: breaks. Uh, but we're here, and uh, it is in Buttonwillow, California. And it is from, let's see, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and everybody kind of goes home on Sunday, I think.
3: Well. Yeah, exactly. I think that people need that time to get back home, pack, right. up, pack up all their stuff. So Sunday is usually kind of a dud unless you live locally. You right. can get away with flying some, but right. uh, Saturday is kind of like the, the grand finale and... You'll see a lot of people Saturday packing up, and mm-hmm. it'll be a half ghost town. There you go. So yeah.
0: Now, uh, we have a tent. Uh, it's pretty much right on the flight line, and uh, it's great. We've got a couple of tables set up, and uh, we brought a couple airplanes
3: out. Uh, as far as the turbine goes, you brought the F-16 and a flash, I think? I did. This is the first public debut of the F-16, even though it's <laughs> almost like kissing your sister. It's so ugly right now <laughs> because it needs a paint job still. <laughs> And uh, my main landing gear is stuck down, which is also embarrassing. But, uh, you know, I'm out here to fly airplanes. And yep. And that's fine.
0: Good. Yeah. And uh, we also came out here with Barry, and he brought the uh, F-15 and his flash as well. I yeah,
3: think. so we both have our flashes, and then uh, Barry has his 15. I have my 16. and Yeah. yeah.
0: And we've, uh, we've actually got a couple of flights in, I think. Uh, Barry, man, he was just ready to go with his F-15, man. He pulled that out of the trailer and... Ran out to the flight line. Yeah,
3: he's pretty stoked about having that airplane.
0: <laughs> so he uh, he actually got it around, and uh, I think we'll talk to him a little bit later about how you know how it's going with him. Uh, I brought out some foamies. We brought the F-16s out to fly around. We did. And uh, I brought my uh, motion. Well, it's a free wing. I bought it from motion, but it's a free wing uh, F-15, so a 90-millimeter F-15. And uh, we got one or two flights in today with that. It was good. Yeah, runs off a six L. I feel a little embarrassed flying around a foamy with uh, all these big expensive jets, but um, I guess I'll blend right in, right? I guess.
3: Just... Well, there is a foamy here that can't <laughs> be any longer than two feet long, so <laughs> yeah. I think it's yeah, a sixty-five, sixty-five him. millimeter. Yes. Red. <laughs> right. <laughs> One of the guys in
0: uh, in our little group from Phoenix, uh, he brought a little foamy too, and I think it's a sixty-five millimeter f eighteen. And uh, he was out buzzing the skies with it, so it uh, seems that they don't really care what's up there as long as you stay out of everybody else's way. So
3: you know what's funny about that F eighteen, Mike, is uh, Kenny has that little F F eighteen, uh-huh. and he's having the same exact problem you have or had with your F oh, eighteen because it's a groundhugger. Yeah, he, he'll be going down the runway at fifty <laughs> miles an hour, full up elevator, and just keeps trucking. <laughs> It won't ever come off the ground. Never. I
0: had that same problem. I don't know what the problem is with that, but something well, about where the CG is. He took it is. out
3: there and he ran it all the way down the runway. And the uh, I don't know if he had covered it yet, but the runway here is kind of like an abandoned full scale airport, right? So there's like four thousand feet of runway out here, and if the sixty millimeter <laughs> foamy can't get off in four thousand feet of runway, it's, time it's to make some, some high density high
0: density altitude, yeah. I think. <laughs> Well, this is fantastic. We got a good weekend planned. Um, let's go fly, shall we? Let's go let's get do some it. Fly. All right, perfect. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael, and with me today is Barry. How's it going? Welcome to the podcast, Barry. Uh, how you doing, Mike? It's still. Uh, we're going really good. We are at the Best in the West Jet Rally here in Buttonwillow, uh, California. It's Friday uh, afternoon. And we have seen some amazing models here. They are truly amazing. What was your best, uh, what, what do you think is the best model out here, Barry?
1: You know, I like that BVM huge F-18. I, uh, I think that's the most impressive one I've seen uh, today
0: and yeah. yesterday. So, uh models has a, uh, what do you say, it's a one-sixth scale.
1: Uh, I think it's a little bit bigger now, maybe like a one-fifth. I mean, it thing's right. huge. I think it's like a one, yeah, probably about a one-fifth
0: scale on it. So it's a one-fifth scale uh, F-18, and it has a huge 310 uh, turbine in it, I think, right? Yeah, t- just
1: one turbine. Usually F-18s have two, two, but, you know, to simplify things, they just go ahead and on those big airplanes, you just want to put one big engine in it. And, and it makes flies things amazing. really light
0: like. it flies amazing yeah, the thing just
1: floats around it's kind of like a, a little foamy almost
0: <laughs> it does look like a little foamy,
1: but a lot more expensive yes, a <laughs> lot more expensive i think there's like a twenty grand in that thing really yeah, That's with all the electronics and the motor and uh b v m makes a fantastic model uh it comes plug and play uh from them, all you got to do is just Input your radio in there. I think just the receiver and your uh, engine. I think it's all ready to go. Everything's plumbed, wired, ready for you. It's a turnkey airplane, and and but you know, of course, you're paying the money for it. Now, the when
0: you say uh, ready to, it's not a bind and fly, right? It's a what they what they call it. it's a quick build or a it's actually already built, right?
1: Yeah, it's all built, painted. You go ahead and um, pick out your color scheme. Uh, they have their choice of servos. They have their choice of uh, electronics that you want to put other than your receiver. Um, right. I don't know if your are already installed in it from the factory. They put their own in there, or if you, that's something that you have to request them to put in there. Uh, your choice, how many milliamps, so forth. Or you put that in after the fact when you put your 20-channel uh, receiver in there and then drop your whatever engine but the guy said that if you want them to drop an engine for you they'll come right out of the factory and put a 310 or whatever engine that right. uh, is for that airplane right but you know of course you know money's king over there
0: and they'll do whatever you need <laughs> they'll do whatever you pay them to do actually exactly <laughs> Well, I think the best airplane I think I've seen fly so far, other than that F-18, has got to be the B-2 Bomber. That B-2 Bomber is amazing. We have a, I I don't know if it's a scratch belt or if it's a kit or. I think that's a
1: scratch belt because I haven't seen any kits from any of the jet manufacturers out there, like you know Jet Legend, BVM, uh, and so forth. So uh, he probably just blew it up. A set of plans, like a smaller set, and just modified everything. So it's definitely experimental, not a not a kit.
0: Uh, well, it truly nothing. is amazing. Oh, the yeah, wingspan perfect. on that thing is about fourteen feet. I mean, it is massive. Uh, it's got two big turbines in it. And, uh, I don't
1: uh, remember what it was and stuff they had. It was like two maybe one forties in it, uh, oh, twin engine ones. So <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I think it was like two two twin. 140, King Tech 140s, because the guy that owns it is Barry from from Tech. King, King Tech, Tech yeah. And so he he's a supplier of all the King
0: Tech engines. Yeah, he's a, a pretty requested guy out here. I've seen him running around uh, with his little uh, unit to check all these guys' <laughs> turbines. Everybody has a uh, stand-in line to talk to that guy. So oh, yeah. He's amazing.
1: You know, Spence had uh, a few yeah. little things with yeah. his spooling up at the engine and – uh my flash had a little bit of flames coming out it's been that way since i bought it uh the engine so he kind of made some adjustments to it so i haven't ran it yet since he made the adjustments but uh, hopefully that worked he just made right. some minor adjustments to it to the uh, electronics right now you got to fire your uh, yellow aircraft
0: uh f-15 today yeah and how'd that work out? oh
1: right? beautiful i mean uh I think today was the fourth and fifth flight on it that I've had. Uh, Before, I had a few issues with it, with the landing gear and the brakes, uh, the the second and third uh, flight when uh, I was in uh, Arizona at the field. And so uh, the weather was kind of crappy in Arizona the last few days when I had off, so I didn't get a chance to fly it again until I came out here. And, uh, boy, I think with that King Tech 140 in it, it's a yellow aircraft, seven scale airplane. Uh, it's used. It's been through a few owners. Uh, I ended up picking it up, and it fan- it's fantastic. It flies right. great. W- tons of power. goes fast. Uh, I have an ordinance package on it that I just put on for the first time here this last flight, and uh, it looks fantastic. It I'm, looks I'm very really impressed. Yep. It, it's, it's probably going to be one of my go-to jet, turbine jets, uh, because it's, 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 I have a, uh, Aura, not an Aura, but a, uh, a Cortex gyro in it. And, uh, it's similar to the Aura, but, you know, in the jet world, they use the, uh, Cortexes and a few other different types of gyros. But, um, well, I have experience with the Aura as well with, uh, many of my other airplanes. But boy, it just takes all the, the, the little, you know glitches and so forth a little wobbling out of it and has plenty of vertical it looks scale it looks just like f-15 all the panel lines in there all the rivets in there the ordnance look real the gear looks like a real f-15 gear i don't have a, a cockpit kit on it but i just bought one today. it wasn't very much got an awesome deal on it and right uh
0: I, i'm loving it that's it's good amazing. flying airplane yeah, it looks really good in the air. I like it. It's uh, you know painted in the camo colors, and it, the ordnance looks good on it when it flies. And you uh, clocked its speed today too, I think, right?
1: Yeah, so I got a the twelve uh, channel receiver that I have in there. I also have an expander on it to uh, give me more ports for since I have a DX twenty uh, receiver. And also with that receiver, that twelve channel receiver has telemetry. And you can see battery voltages and temperatures and uh, altitudes, actually MSL and AGL. Wow. And uh, also uh, GPS ground speed. And with the ordnance on there, I was at 170 miles per hour. So without the ordnance, I'm thinking right around uh, 20 miles per hour faster, so about 190 Um, I'll probably end up taking the ordinance off after a little while and and, then clock it and see what it is. But I can take this little module that's from uh, Horizon Hobbies uh, Spectrum Mm -hmm. and uh, have a piece of Velcro on it. And it just plugs right into your your telemetry uh, receiver. It's great. You can see it real time or you can see what your mins and maxes of all the values that you have telemetry right on your radio at any time or after you're done.
0: That's pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. And those modules aren't really very expensive. They're like 40 or $50, I think.
1: Yeah, they're, they're uh, I think they're right around like uh, uh, 90 or so for it. Uh, I ended up picking it up off RC Universe over at the trade boards, and uh, I got a really good deal on it. So I was very impressed with it. And this is the first GPS uh, telemetry system that I've had on any airplane. So I'm like, you know, dinking around with that, you know. It's, in the candy store and right. toy sure. and
0: i'm like great now another thing i gotta mess with <laughs> exactly <laughs> well we've got uh, some vendors here bvm is here and jet uh central's here i think the schwinn Schwinnwin guys yeah something like that they're here that, that's well, a though.
1: turbine jet that yeah. uh, i didn't know anything about until uh they're yesterday
0: an, yeah they're a new entry i think into this turbine world and then uh the, um, who else is here? The uh, TAMJET guy, and uh, right. he's here with some stuff?
1: Yeah, there's, uh, I think, one of the main uh, reps for Havoc, which is a big line of uh, sport jets. Right. And with the, uh, the vector and thrust, and these things are just phenomenal, what they can do. You can hover them, you can do these flat spins, you can do tumbles, you can do a, a pinwheels. I mean, the yeah, guy was doing going up and it's like, hardly even climbing up through just, like, maybe half throttle. And then all of a sudden, he just takes the vector and thrust and just throws it all left or right rudder in there. And it looks like a pinwheel. It goes, like, two or three times around, comes back to the upright
0: uh, hover and climbs out of it. Yeah, it's really amazing to watch uh, those guys fly this thing. And they, they fly low to the ground, high. They do flat spins. They were up to uh, yesterday when we were here. They were doing those... Uh, Parallel flat spins, and it's just amazing to watch. But these Havocs are are truly amazing. The the other ones that uh, you're talking about, I think, are the Mephistos. I, I
1: think, think that's yeah, are, something like Mefistos.
0: that. Those are the ones that are doing the real 3D stuff. But these Havocs are huge. They're um they're probably one sixth, one fifth scale as well. And yep. and they're uh, they're big sport jets. They're painted in all different colors. Uh, we got a navy. Uh, scheme in front of us we've got another one over here that's got like a bright orange scheme i mean they're really amazing they're really light wing loading and they land just like they're on a it's like a kite they just oh, yeah. come in and just float down the runway i mean you can walk down. you can
1: walk faster than things land yeah, exactly you know they, they come back and then they're so stable and but yet you can just give the coals to them and they go fast as they well They
0: are amazing yep and they do some really cool stuff too and then I think Brian's out here with his uh, big F-86, right? Or F- Isn't that what that is? F- yeah, 86? I
1: think it's a big F-86. And it's, that thing uh, is huge, truly too. truly amazing. He went to Top Gun and won some awards on that as well here not too long ago, here this year. Or so That's amazing. Yeah. A yeah,
0: lot of and money a guy and a lot Brian, of time into it. Yeah, they've got a lot of time into that thing. Yeah,
1: Wayne's been really working on it a lot, too. I think every time I talk to him, Wayne's over his house, uh, <laughs> you know, building something for him. Yeah, You know. Nice to to own something
0: and that beautiful. Yeah, it is amazing. It looks uh, all aluminum uh, skinned, and uh, it's just amazing little airplane. It flies so scale, and it it also has a really slow landing speed, so I'm really excited to see those. Well, uh, we got a lot of uh, Panthers out here too. Those are uh, those little blue um, jets, the uh, Navy jets are they F9 Panthers I think F9? uh yeah the Panthers Cougars, and, Cougars Panthers. and Panthers I've got a couple of Yak 130s out here that are huge um I I'm you know for being my first uh RC in the you know large jet rally this is a, it's overwhelming to me. Oh yeah
1: it's overwhelming for me and I've been doing this for I don't know my first jet was the Falcon 120 with a a, a Jetcat P120 in it and I learned how to fly a little it was probably a little bit too much and stuff to learn how to fly for the, you know, majority of them out there. You know, I had 3D experience and and faster, smaller jets like the Haboo and mm-hmm. so forth. So I got a good deal on it, you know, another used airplane a while back, about eight years ago. And and then, um, you know, I ended up getting the uh, Ultra Flash, which is, you know, over 200-mile-per-hour airplane. It's just it's a flash. It, it's super fast, it aerobatic. Super fast. Uh, it's just a speed jet, speed sport jet. So that was my second one. And of course, then I bought the uh, F-15, the scale jet, since uh, Spence has kind of bad influence on both know, of us. both of us. Exactly. And, um, you know, he had his F-18 and his F-16 that he's kind of dinking around now trying to get the center of gravity on her now so he can put a few flights on it today. But... Uh, yeah, even with, you know, I thought my airplanes were a pretty good size, uh, not, you know, 8-foot uh, length. <laughs> right. And it just puts that one to shame, yeah. you know. But, you know, that 15 is real scale. It's nice. It's affordable for the jet world, that is. Yeah, that's yeah, true. <laughs> but uh, some of these guys, oh, man. What do you it, think the most expensive
0: jet out here is?
1: Uh, oh, wow. uh, Probably some of those twin-engine... Uh, airplanes down there, the the Superscale, uh, maybe the F, like the F-18s or yeah. or, or so forth down, down the way. Well, Brian's F-86 is
0: pretty expensive. Oh, yeah, that's so. expensive.
1: So. Uh, you know, saves a little money on that, and he only has one engine in it. Com- that's true. You know, so, which is good. But uh, a lot of time and devotion and a lot of expense, in it, and he didn't hold back on, you know,
0: cut no. any corners on it. No. But uh, beautiful airplanes here. Well, they have uh, the the, the coolest airplane I think I've seen, other than the B-2 and that Hornet. uh, The next coolest one is the uh, F-22. Oh, yeah. It's a large scale, probably a fifth or or even a quarter scale. That thing is massive. It's massive. And uh, it's a dual uh, turbine as well, and the guy is uh, scratch-building it, and it's all formed, and it is truly amazing. It is unbelievable. The detail that this airplane has for being that size it 's just tremendous and i you know there's a couple of big large scale f fifteens out here and and um, a couple of the guys down the way and I saw one I thought it was your si- the size of yours, and then I turned around and saw another one and I thought it was an edf yeah and i Come to find out, the EDF, what I thought was EDF, is the exact same size as yours, and the one that was sitting underneath the tent was like three times the size of yours. Right. So, so it's very difficult to get you know a good understanding of the scale uh, when you're walking around because you just don't, it just doesn't make sense until you see somebody standing next to it or you know somebody carrying it or pushing it around. It's it's truly amazing. It's, yeah, some I mean, really uh, big airplanes. Here. The
1: pictures that you see that he, that Mike has taken. You really can't get a perspective no. <clears throat> unless somebody's standing next to it or so forth. But I kind of told him, I said, just, I have a ruler in my little box over here. <laughs> yeah, you know, a 12 inch ruler. Right. I said, to get a perspective on these things, put that ruler before you take your picture. Yeah. Take, put a ruler on the wing or somewhere near it so then you can see the size of these aircraft. Yeah, it's just cuz they're massive. Cuz otherwise you're like, ah, oh, you know, you have no perspective in a background picture, but when you have somebody next to it <clears throat> and uh or a
0: ruler next to it, then you then you can like, wow, that is huge. Yeah, it's funny cuz uh, most of the guys that head up to the flight line, they actually just drive the airplane up there with their hand. They put it on the tail and just move it up there cuz it's so tall.
1: Yeah, and it's heavy
0: too. Yes, it is heavy. Yeah. So well, Brian, uh, Brian's uh, little F eighty six that he has. Uh, I'm six foot one, and it comes all the way up to my chest, <laughs> so it, it's pretty big. I, um, it's amazing to watch, though. So, well, what do you say we uh, go out there and take a flight or two?
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. We'll, uh, uh, we'll, we'll try, to get, uh, again, we'll or, try uh, to get uh fifteen again, or try to get. I have an L thirty nine, by the way. Oh, that's right. That I just uh, picked up from who Motion was that? RC. Motion RC? Yeah, yeah, their new one. And. Uh, Got it a few days ago, so I'm the very first, one of the very first batch that came out, and uh, I got it on Tuesday, and I think it was Tuesday or yeah. Wednesday. And it's almost together. and uh, it's almost together. I've been kind of neglecting it, but I'm gonna try to get it together. And all the reviews says really good, and the, the YouTube videos on it and the build videos looks awesome. Uh, it should go right around 105 mile per hour average. That's amazing. So I'm going to get Mike over test. here to uh, put a help me put it together, get it all set up. I'm going to put the aura in there and as my primary receiver and gyro uh, all in one. So kind of simplify things and then uh, take it for a spin a little bit later on. Okay. Well, we'll, well let let's you know head back out to the front line. Are.
0: And, uh, yep, we'll head back out there, and uh, we'll talk to you here uh, shortly. Sounds good. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the park flyer podcast uh i'm back with spencer and uh man there are some awesome airplanes out here
3: there are so uh, this event specifically pretty much they don't call it best of the west for no reason
0: yeah no doubt
3: so there's a, a lot of museum quality models out here that um not only do you get to look at them statically but they fly and it's you know it's really a cool part of the hobby. Yeah, so, it is a
0: very cool part of the hobby.
3: Got the big B-2 out here. Yeah, I
0: actually uh, just got done talking to uh, Barry, and uh, he, he mentioned the B-2 as well. I, I asked him what were some of the uh, airplanes he liked to see, but uh, what, what are some of the things that you think are really outstanding? See if they're the same. Well,
3: the B-2 is out there. Um, I have flown a Lanzang. Mm-hmm. Same people that make our F-16s, actually. Right. B uh, B-2, and the B-2... Uh, is kind of an elusive bird. The threat on RCE Groups had about 70 pages of failures before uh, me and I think one other guy kind of had a breakthrough where we fit, figured the airplane out and got it flying well and normally. Um, but it, it took a lot of figuring out, and so did it, it did with Northrop as well. <laughs> right,
0: yeah. <laughs> I think they lost the first one, didn't they, or something like that. So,
3: uh, so, what? But, I mean, I don't know. that half the challenge is the chase and that's part of the fun and uh to try to like basically figure it out and get it flying well is it it feels like you've conquered it so to see that fly i have a small amount of appreciation i guess for what they've gone through even though that i've only done a fraction of what they had to go through sure 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 yeah but he was actually flying it and doing like show passes that was with the drag rotor on the top wing open so it was actually like slipping through the air
0: it was amazing
3: and, uh, right up until actually, the landing gear fell off. <laughs> <laughs> the what? A couple of airline pilots can't figure this out, right? Yeah. Is that a slip or a skid at that point?
0: I don't, uh, don't know for a B-2 how that works.
3: Kind of, yeah, I know. Yeah.
0: It but, doesn't have a uh, rudder, so how can it be either?
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. It kind of does. Right? It's got drag right. rudders. But That's no, he is. was flying it basically slipping and like a slip pass. Right. And that was pretty impressive because, uh, at least with the foamy... That's about when you depart controlled flight. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, this thing has about, I think, uh, Barry and I were measuring about 12 feet or so. And uh, it was very impressive, him doing uh, not quite knife-edge passes, but they were pretty close. Yeah. And uh, it was amazing to watch.
3: What's interesting about that airplane, too, is I was over taking a look at it when he had a couple of the hatches open. He only, he only has two 100-size engines in there.
0: Huh. And, I knew he had two turbines in there. airplane that
3: size, yeah. they only have two 100s. Right, is uh, it's kind of a testament to the efficiency of a flying wing. I know that when I have Zaggies, you could put a uh, you know a little three cell twenty one hundred sure. battery or whatever in a brushless motor, and the thing was like a rocket. Right, and it would glide forever. And the same thing with this. Um, the, when they come in to land, he's at idle at probably twenty feet, thirty feet, and it takes probably from thirty feet, he can go probably fifteen hundred feet down the runway in a glide.
0: That's amazing, especially
3: when it gets into ground effect it's like the thing doesn't want to quit quit flying because you've got this twelve foot wing with uh, four inches maybe a clearance right, four or five right, inches of clearance right. underneath the airplane, so it really magnifies the ground effect and um, it's kind of fun to watch aerodynamics in action, yeah. It's like a field trip
0: it is it is a field trip this whole thing is a field trip yes. it is almost i will be honest with you it's almost overwhelming to me it is there are so many people here we've got a couple of guys from australia we've got some guys from i think they said argentina yeah, people or somewhere from all over the world uh got some guys from miami and denver i mean they're all over i mean and you know in typical fashion Spencer's great at, you know, shaking hands and meeting people. So we've met a lot of really good people here. Yeah, it's been Interesting, a lot fun. of experts. Um, and probably at least 5 to $10 million in airplanes. Yeah,
3: it seems that <laughs> way. It seems. I'd hate to add it up. Yeah.
0: I would, too. I I mean, just sitting here, I think just under this tent alone, there's probably a million
3: dollars worth of flight.
0: Uh, just on that end, yes. down there. Yeah, Brian's yeah. in yeah, down Brian's. there. He
3: put some solid uh, investment forward. Yes, he in. did. He has some really. Well, he competes in Scale Masters, I right, believe it is, and right. the Top Gun. Mm-hmm. So really, right. like world class level detail on the airplanes, and the size is always. I mean, if it's not really giant, he he's not all that interested. Sure, sure. So he has the biggest, most detailed nicest look. Some of the nicest looking airplanes out here. I mean, there's a few people that give him a run for his money, but he consistently that's his thing.
0: Yeah, and I and I'll tell you that just from a size perspective. I'm six foot one, and the tail of that uh, F eighty six that he has over here comes mid chest level to me. So I mean, it's at least a five foot span off the ground. I think just the tail section. So. And I think it's a twelve to fourteen foot wingspan as well, somewhere around there. Yeah, bigger. Beautiful box. flying airplane, though. Amazing, and the little skip down the runway—he flamed that thing out.
3: Yes, he did. <laughs> so we're all sitting here watching, enjoying this thing flying by, and
0: which is beautiful, by the way.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And we thought he had a gear issue because his gear wasn't down, but the doors were open. Right, and. He, he's in ground effect and getting ready to touch down, and we're all just, like, wanting to cover our eyes and cringe because what is probably a forty, fifty dollars $50,000 model is going to land on its belly, and yeah, it's going to tear, it, it, tear up. it up. And we thought he almost touched, but it turns out he didn't. And it just so happens that the gear comes popping down right as he kind of balloons up a little bit, and then it settles right back <laughs> on, the settles right on the gear within half a second and, and lands normal and rolls out.
0: I have to say the crowd went wild at that oh, point. So and they were clapping, and cheering. Clapping. It and was pretty funny, though. So I mean. we're
3: thinking that perhaps the gear got stuck and, and the you know little, well, little um, jerk of the elevator is what got it down at the last second. And it was just dumb luck that it fell down. But we actually found out that he had a flame out. Yes,
0: he flamed it out. And the
3: mm-hmm. gear cycle on this airplane takes so long for a reason I don't really know um, that he had only put the gear or commanded the gear down when he knew he had the runway made. But it took that amount of time to get the gear down, and it and just he so happened to where literally half a second before the airplane was done flying it came down.
0: Touchdown, yeah. yeah. yeah so, they were he was trying to hold it off as long as possible, and it popped out. Everybody cheered, clapped, and gave him a big round of applause. Yes. It, was, it was pretty fun. Exactly. So, so that, that was, was good, awesome. especially
3: yeah, having good. a buddy of ours. We don't want to see our, our buddies' planes yes. get torn up because we like oh. watching them fly at our local field.
0: Absolutely. What other, uh, what other airplanes do you think? Uh, there's that F-18 that's flying around. That thing is wicked awesome. The blue one? The blue one. It's blue uh, kind of blue and grayish. It is, is a BVM. Plug and play. Plug and play, and I think it's a sixth scale or something like that. But it is a big, big turbine. Yeah. He's got like a 310 turbine in it, I think. Barry was talking about it. Um,
3: just one? I think it's just oh, one, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then, uh, and then there's an F-22 that's over here. The guy that built the B-2 has an F-22 that's
3: yeah. So he has this ginormous F-22, and it's from what I understand because I actually just bought a Yellow Aircraft F-22 kit, which Yellow Aircraft isn't is not around anymore, unfortunately. And the guy that owned it is choosing not to allow somebody else to come by the business. Yeah, I think that's kind of his bu- His baby, and he doesn't want to see it go in a different direction than what he has envisioned, so he kind of...
0: Just said enough yep, is enough. just kind
3: of yeah. let the hammer fall, and and that's it. But anyhow, uh, somebody was selling a second... Well, I shouldn't say a second-hand kit because it's brand new, but a, a uh, yellow aircraft F-22 kit, which I happened to buy. So uh, I have this heightened F-22 Interest all of a sudden, and so there's this is giant one that Barry from King Tech has out here, and it's big. It's impressive.
0: It is impressive. Yeah. So
3: it just so happens the guy that basically distributes all—I would say more than half of the turbine engines here in America—has all the bigger, biggest, coolest airplanes. So <laughs> I know. I Imagine how that works. Yeah, <laughs> I don't either. <laughs>
0: there's got to be a connection there somewhere, right? Well, the uh the good news about today though is that uh, you got to fly your F16 this morning and there was uh, some issues with it. I think it still nose heavy, but uh while Barry and I were talking, I think you were back there moving the CG. So uh, Yeah, so
3: that's the first thing I did. I got two flights on it back in Phoenix before we brought it out here. And I was really reluctant to even put it in the trailer because it is kind of a hog right now. It's it's it By
0: your standards, by anybody else's standards it's a swine. Is fine.
3: Yeah, it's a swine. <laughs> But it's you know, it's uh some parts of it are primered, some parts of it are the original scheme. It's kinda All right. you know, it's nasty a looking. Of paint. Yeah, it'd have to be it's it's a n it's a modern art masterpiece. It's just, you know it looks good to me. But the air doesn't really care what it looks like, so the whole point was to bring it out here and to get some flights on it and I don't know, I mean we're out here to fly jets, so I might as well use the opportunity to get some Get some time on it and make some adjustments. and cause yeah. the first couple of flights were I wasn't really all that wild about. I know the airplanes fly really well. Uh, they've been around for 20 years, and when I flew mine, it took everything I had to keep it under control. It was very unstable. Now everybody's initial feeling is if an airplane's unstable, it's got to be the CG's too far aft, right? right? Everybody has pounded this into everybody's heads. But in in actuality, I had the opposite problem. Um, And one good telltale sign was my elevator trim when I landed was way up. Like I almost ran out of up elevator trim on my radio, Mm. which only leads me to believe that it was super nose heavy.
0: Well, that makes sense.
3: So what I did this morning is move the CG back from the forward limit that the manufacturer recommends, all the way to the aft limit. I mean, all the way back. And I have found out through at least my flying style and that I like the further aft almost the better. I mean, obviously there's too much of a good thing, but really most airplanes that, that I've come across, the manufacturers recommend a very conservative forward CG to help make them stable. But like I said before, you can't have too much of a good thing, and they do it almost to a fault, and... If you have an airplane that you're kind of scratching your head about and you're not sure if you like the way it flies or it's right. a little heavy in the turns, um, I encourage people to kind of creep that CG back because sometimes it really takes airplanes, especially jet-style airplanes, and mm-hmm. it just it brings them to life. Right. So that was exactly my problem. I moved the CG back an inch and went and flew it, and I did that just by moving the batteries back. Luckily, I didn't have to add any weight anywhere. That's always the last resort. Sure. And it was like night and day. Yeah, it looked now, good. It's silly because my landing gear stuck down the whole time. <laughs> but it Nobody was night noticed. and day, and I'm so much more happy with it. And really, if anything, I'm going to move it back even more. But I got two flights on it today. Um, it lands great. It flies great. So once we get back home, I got to source a actuator for the main retracts because the Obviously, the one that's in it now was not up to the task, so I, I'm going to try to find something that's a little more robust, sure, and reliable, and hopefully faster even. So right, right, I'm going to yeah. start digging around, see if I see what I can fit, because it, it sits beto- between two kind of structural rails in the gear. So unfortunately, I'm kind of stuck by size, but. I think with enough digging around, I might be able to find something that will work. And all it does is run a drive screw, like an Acme screw. Yeah, it's
0: it's like a worm drive. Yep. So if any of
3: you guys out there have the electric gear, it's just a blown-up version of the same thing, really. (laughs) Right. right. And if I can get a better actuator, I'll probably be in in business. I can get the gear doors on it, the ones that we talked about molding, and then uh, a paint job. and Good to go. Yeah. Well, it'll look good. It'll look good. I'm looking forward to it. Well the
0: fight looked good. I uh, happened to mosey out there, I think when you were doing it after Perry's deal, but it looked it looked really, really good. So Well, uh we are lucky enough to have about of years in town. I, I know. Think, uh Mike drove down from actually why don't you introduce him and we'll uh we'll ask him how he likes the jet festival.
3: Well, Mike and I flew foamies back in Phoenix and electrics or whatever. And he moved out to California to take a new job, and we were sorry to see him go. So what's cool is every time I'm in Southern California, and the fact that this is RC related adds a little extra <laughs> incentive. But he drove out today. There was three some and extra and incentive there yeah. from but San San Clemente, San Clemente, and he's here. So I want to welcome Mike on.
0: Mike uh, Cuthbert, right? That's right. All right. Welcome to the Park Flyer podcast.
2: Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Well,
0: uh, is this your first jet rally?
2: First jet rally. So what do you think so far? Uh, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, is... I'm
0: still so overwhelmed. I mean, I really am. Every time I turn into corner, I'm like, oh, my gosh.
2: Yeah, I, I honestly didn't know what to expect. I started looking into turbines probably two years ago mm-hmm. um, as kind of the next level. Right. Um, but now that I see it, in real time um yeah. it's even more than that right yeah it's this goes beyond my my expectations <laughs> uh, there's a there's a lot of hardware here um a lot of great people a lot of cool stuff to see
0: yeah what uh, what what jumped out at you while you were one because <laughs> you ever wandered around for a little while didn't you yeah i you i here. did a lot of walking. we left around. him unsupervised he got to wander around <laughs> Dangerous. Uh, Yeah, actually, it
2: is dangerous.
3: Well,
0: we
2: held his wallet, though. That was a good thing. I I was not so lucky. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's it's a a good experience because I'm just absorbing information. I mean, I know this is something that I want to do.
3: That sounds Um, really familiar to Mike. Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) I'm, I'm hearing myself talk right now.
3: Exactly. When I first, like, you know, brought my stuff out and started flying with Mike out at the field, and, and the same thing with me. When you look at these things at first, you're just like enamored. First of all, the first thing that comes to mind is, I want one. Yeah. But then your brain starts processing, like, what's going on here and how do I get one, right? So it's yeah. just... Well, I
2: spent a lot of time asking a lot of questions and got a lot of good information. You know, what do I get started with? How do I get yeah. started? Um, you know, it, this is a significant investment. I think, you know, looking <laughs> around the, the least expensive, you know, entry level, I guess. Option is you know it's five thousand dollars yeah um but you know it, they're also a lot faster a lot more responsive these are like you know almost the real deal just sure. shrunk down right so yeah I think um, I think I'm gonna invest in a in an EDF a fast EDF mm-hmm. get used to it understand the. The physics of going a hundred miles an hour, right. you know, on an RC plane, which I, you know, I've been flying RC for a long time, but it's often, it's been prop planes and, you know, they don't they go thirty, thirty-five, forty right. 35, 40 miles an hour if you're lucky on a good day. Right. Uh, so yeah, get used to that and then, uh, you know, continue to do the, the, uh, homework and, and pick up something, you know, for real. Um, it's really fascinating. I, yeah. It's, it's overwhelming.
3: That's a good point. With the transition between flying electrics, prop planes, and then going to EDF, is yeah. that you, you getting yourself out of trouble happens very quickly with a prop plane, right? You add power immediately, the prop starts turning faster, and it blowing air over the control surfaces, blowing air over the wings, so you almost get like an instant parachute or at least a safety net. Sure, EDF is is plays an awesome role in basically bridging that gap because, yeah, the power is instant. You know, when you ha- when you have hammer the power on an EDF, you're going to get instant thrust, but it doesn't mean it's going over the wings yet. You have to wait for the airplane to accelerate before, you know, you can recover from stalls or get more control effectiveness or whatever it may be. And it bridges that gap because with turbines, now you don't get the instant power and you don't have a prop on the front. So you need to be that much more further ahead of it. So if you get into trouble, you've got about a... F- sometimes up to a 5 7 to 8 second delay before help is on the way, you know, help arrives. So I think EDFs are a really good way to bridge that gap just yeah, like Michael I mean, was saying.
2: The last thing you want to do is move. put your $5,000 plane into the ground. Yeah. I yeah, mean, which
0: we've seen one or two yeah,
3: this weekend. Terra Firma is never forgiving. Nope. So Exactly. That's,
0: that's good good observation. Well, so nothing's jumped out Plane-wise,
2: you just had you walking around going, wow, i got to have one of those. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, um, everybody here is talking about the B2. The B2 was phenomenal. I, yep. I just... I, I don't... I, it's probably not a kit. I'm assuming no. he built it from scratch, scratch which is impressive in itself. Tom Arf
3: makes it, if you can believe it. Um, it's actually an Arf. Oh, it is a Arf. I mean, it's a loose, loosely used on loosely, the term. Used, yeah. But uh, composite Arf, which makes barionized flashes and they make a whole range of composite airplanes hence the comp arf name but yeah the b2 is actually in production and you can buy one
2: that's crazy i would have never thought i mean it's that crazy? I that gonna, it crazy spencer's flash was pretty impressive 200 it was 30, 40 yeah. mile an hour plane um i don't even know how you keep up with it uh but yeah i think um a lot of f eighteens uh, a lot of t33s mm-hmm. uh, some a lot of f16s you know which yeah, there are, are a ton of f-16s. all super impressive yeah. um, but I think you know after asking a lot of questions you know I, steering towards the l39 which is a fast jet but yet a forgiving jet wow. and can fly slowly um, so you're not having to come in hot on your landing you have time to react if you get a little crosswind and you're not going to get out of control and you know dump the thing into the into the ground so something like that i think is is probably where i'll start i think i was asking about these guys over behind our our tent have a a bunch of these havoc planes which are i don't know who makes those but they're they're amazing too they're acrobatic uh uh, planes but uh, come in really slow and then there's this these guys from uh, Germany with the uh, Mephisto now that was something else um, that is amazing the Mephisto. <laughs> he was basically hovering that thing and you know going vertical and then pinwheeling it and putting it into flat spins and almost just hovering it and then pulling out it was just I don't even know how he was doing it it was just fantastic to watch
3: It's kind of one of the new facets of the hobby. You know, the jet hobby is, well, all of the hobbies is constantly evolving. But as far as, since we're out here talking about jets, uh, one of the first points you made, Mike, was the F-16s being out here, that there is a a whole gaggle of F-16s. What's funny about that is they're such forgiving airplanes, even though they're scale jets and they look really nice, because of the way they have leading-edge extensions and a Delta planform on the wing, they won't tip stall. Well, I shouldn't right. say never, but they don't tip stall, and that actually is a huge benefit to somebody that's new, because you can get a little mushy, a little slow, and still get through it without, you know, the, the tip stall of death, or it spinning, right. or doing something right. nasty. Right. Right. So everybody had an F-16 10 years ago. I mean, that was the go-to airplane for just a good all-around flyer that looked good. Right. You know, sometimes you have to sacrifice looks for performance, but... The F-16, as far as a scaled jet, is one of the exceptions. So they they blew up. They were super popular. And because I think they were so popular that people kind of kind of got burnt out on them. and We actually didn't see a lot of F-16s over the last 10 years or so or five years. Hmm. But like anything else, if it's good, it comes back. Sure. And this show that I've seen more F-16s here than I have at a jet rally in probably the last, like I was saying, five, six, seven, eight years. So with it being my favorite airplane, I'm pretty happy to see a lot of them yeah. in the air. It was nice to watch them fly.
0: And, and they're all uh, Thunderbird schemes, or most of them. <laughs> a lot that's of them a are lot the them BVM plug-and-plays, yeah. you know. Yeah. And
3: that's another thing that's changing. The building is going away. People want instant, more instant <laughs> gratification or faster gratification. So a lot of these BVM airplanes, their market right now is to sell you as close to a turnkey Right. Airport air, airplane as you want, so you can you have different options. You can buy the airplane as an ARF. you can buy it with the servos installed, the gears in, you add your radio, or even ready to fly, where they literally they put the radio in, they put the turbine in, they do all the install. You program your radio, go fly the same day.
2: That's their platinum. Yeah. That's platinum that's, delivery, right? Right. And right. it never
3: used to be that way. You know, BVM was always known for having the most detailed and Really labor-intensive models. <laughs> you know, and now they're the complete opposite.
0: Right. Yeah. Now they're just come get one. They pull it out of the box and go
2: fly it. Exactly. Yeah, so, I was looking at their booth and they have their their gold level, which, right. as you were saying, Spencer, is is basically it's it's everything's ready to go. You just drop your turbine in and right. you're you're off. And then they have their platinum level, which is here you go, sure, go fly the box. it, right.
3: Yeah. It's kind of a, a mixed emotions on it, to be honest. We talked a little bit about how, um, you know, more ready-to-fly turbine options were coming out. You know, the potential of Hobby King coming out with turbines right. that were ready to fly. And right. how that could impact our hobby on the previous podcast yep, we know, talked about a that. couple ago. Mm-hmm. And now it's happening in this scale where you're, you're buying a very nice airplane that's ready to go. So, I don't know, it seems like they're kind of taking some of the modeling and some of the the building out of it, which, you know, we'll see what happens in the future, but it just seems like they keep cutting away at that and building and is a lost art, but we'll see what happens. Yeah,
2: I mean, for me, I don't know, you know, for the listeners out there what they think, but for me, I, I prefer to get my hands dirty because right. I I then understand more about how it works. Sure. And if something does go wrong, you know, I can get in there and troubleshoot it, you know, rather than scratching my head because I didn't build it from the ground up, you know, I have to build it from the ground up. But I mean, getting in there and understanding what goes where and why, and it really helps you to fine tune, you know, your machine. And again, it's, 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 it's an investment for sure. So.
0: Well, I think, I think, uh, you know, from way back when, when you opened the box full of popsicle sticks and, you know, toothpicks and said, here you go, this is your plane and here's the plans. You know, we've come a long way. Oh, big time. But but the scale detail, I mean, the guys that were winning, you know, Top Gun and some of these really scale masters, they put so much effort into these models to make them look realistic. And now we've got guys that you open the lid of the box, and it looks almost like it was sitting on the ramp at an Air Force base. Right. It's got all the molded rivets in it. It's got, you know, internal uh, servos so that there's no linkages hanging out anywhere. Uh, the pilots are realistic, Every, the paint Detail, job is realistic, the, cockpit, the details, it, on it on. is amazing. I mean, and all of that, you know, basically boiling down to where now, what does the guy have to do to win Top Gun today? You know, do, do you show up with your own, you know, well, like, airplane that you built from scratch? Is it going to be as good as some of these production models? I mean, I, that's where I see, you know, I mean, I kind of understand where everything's going, but at the same time, it's like... I, I built planes before, and now I just want to go fly them. You know, I mean, I, I when I was a young guy, I didn't mind building. But now that I get older, I just want to go fly, you know. And, and if I could go buy something and just slap the wings on and go out there and have a good time with it, I'm really excited to go do that. And if it looks like these things do, then that's even better, you know.
3: Well, that's exactly why these ready-to-go or plug-and-play yeah. airplanes are becoming so popular is people have the same feelings as you where they just want to get out there and go fly and have a good time yeah. and they don't really want to invest the time which you know it's tough you know we all have lives and we get busy and, well, and literally to be on that level true you know, i mean we're talking we're past hundreds of hours we're into thousands of hours to go well, out true. there and compete so yeah to have a really good looking airplane at your disposal is kind of cool you know it's a cool option
0: well, I've, I've told this story before, but, I I you know, I, when I was in college, I knew a guy, and, and he and his dad built a, a clip, clip wing cub, basically. Mm-hmm. Eleven years of gluing sticks and putting monocoat, all of that stuff together. You know, I mean, it was so, eleven years of him and his dad. His dad passed, and, you know, here I am, a young kid in college, and I'm all like, oh, look at this thing, we got to go fly this thing, you know, and he's like, no, nah, my dad and I fixed it, you know, we built it, blah, blah, blah. I talked him into going out and flying it. Of course, he took off and crashed the thing and yeah. just destroyed it. So, you know, I, I understand now that there are a lot of guys that put that time and energy and effort into it to, to watch it, you know, go by, go bye-bye. And this thing here, it, you know, yeah, you just sunk a lot of money into it, and now you just kind of wasted all that money. But at the same time, I didn't invest half my, you know, 11 right. years of my life into building this thing. So I think some of that is... Wait, ins-
3: somebody spent 11 years working on an airplane? Yes. so oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, uh-huh. I know.
0: Spencer's 10 years on this uh, F-16. He's had it for 10 years. Not
3: full-time, though. No, Just, not full-time. You, know, you work on a little bit, like, and you throw it in the right. closet. Taking me bit, back
2: to the days the of tissue paper and dope exactly. covering. <laughs>
3: exactly. And,
0: you know, the thing is with that, too, is that technology has changed as well. Big time. Uh, I mean, you know, you, the injection blow molding and, and these layups... Where they can just lay up hundreds or thousands of these models in you know compressed fiber glass or, or carbon fiber, it's just amazing. You know the details. We were looking uh, right across from us. There's a Yak 130 that uh, we were watching a guy detail, and just the the level of detail in this standard model is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and now they've got lights on them. The LEDs are all flashing, and the sounds come out, and the the, you know, on the EDFs, we were all excited when these little afterburner rings came out. Well, now the Jets have them, too. Yep. So, it you know, it gives a level of reality, and, and people just get – the technology just gets better and better every year, so why not take advantage of that technology? You know? Anyway, I, I don't know. That's my fault. I, I still understand Spencer's part of it, and I I do as well enjoy getting in and getting my hands dirty and kind of doing that. But he's right. I mean, I have less and less time because I work a lot, and then, you know – I'd rather be at the field flying so do I spend all the time working or and you know building or do I spend working and then come flying yeah, I don't know you have to kind of balance it out I think so wouldn't you agree
3: Absolutely <laughs>
0: yeah. Well it's um it's good to have you on the podcast, Mike. I know that uh, the the show is uh, is amazing here, and there's a lot of good stuff to see. And we'll turn you loose and let you go look some more. But
2: uh... yeah, this has been a, a fantastic uh, uh, opportunity and experience. I'm I'm super glad I came out and yeah, well, good to meet to you guys, me. and good to see yeah. Spencer again. I was
3: there was it's a little more again. incentive though for long. you to come
0: out, right? Cause there a little carrot,
3: a little carrot. Yeah. There was a carrot besides dangling me event. and my wonderful presence. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you drove all the way at three and a half hours to get what? What did you wind up oh, getting? Oh, foamy uh, forty-eight Yak. Yes, yak. a forty-eight Yak. Yeah. Uh, the um, fifty-two
2: or fifty-four, right? Yak fifty-four. Yeah, Yak fifty-four E flight. The the yeah. three D version, the red the one and gold you can't one. Can't so. get anymore. Can't get that any right. Anymore, can't so you get that one it's, anymore. It's almost good
0: almost good as gold. It it is gold colored, by the way. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so it almost good. Well, that kind of brings us full circle because we are the Park Flyer podcast, and you can fly that in the park. So uh, as much as we enjoy spending time here uh, in the jet world, uh, we did have a little park flyer that did change hands.: There you go, uh, as Mike got here, so we really uh, really looking forward to that. Well, what do you say uh, we go out to the flight line and uh, take a couple more flights?:
3: We'll go fly them up and then we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
0: Absolutely. All right. We'll be back.
1: You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to heartflyerpodcast at gmail.com.